What? That! When? When I came in, you and she would... Who? You know very well who, that, that woman there. Where? Charlie! What? You and that woman! What woman? When? But Charlie! What? Aren't you even ashamed of yourself? Why? Now let's go get a touchdown. I'm telling you now, we go score right here. Hey, it's over. You know what I'm saying? It's over. Defense gonna come out here, shot him down. We get the ball back. We keep doing it. We keep moving. We keep moving. We keep moving. He beat me. Straight up. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Um, the other day I was talking to a friend. Uh, let's call him Bob. Um, Bob all of a sudden started using his own name to talk about himself in third person. Have you, have you talked to people like this? Just out of nowhere. The only other person that I've, I've heard talk like that was Elmo, and it's- You not play with Elmo? Well, well, no, Elmo, not right now. Oh, Elmo said green frog, no play with Elmo. Look at us. Hey, look at us. Look at us. Huh? Who would've thought? Not me. It's the Zero to 100 Podcast. Welcome back. I am your host, William C. Walker Jr. So in this episode, uh, finally, I get to talk some Cowboys because finally good things happened uh, over free agency. Ordinarily, they don't do anything. But before the deadline of uh, having the franchise tag deck, Prescott, they did the right thing. They paid the man his money, and he definitely won. Uh, so I'm joined by my brother uh, and fellow Cowboys fan, Corey, and we, we go over uh, our thoughts on um, uh, the Cowboys finally signing Dak Prescott, how we felt about it, and then also their approach to free agency, and this was before they made their additions of uh, Keanu Neal and DeMonte KZ, uh, so you know we, we shared our thoughts on that. And then also, later, I'm joined by uh, my very good friend, Christina, my sister, Kenya, and her uh, fiance, Steph. And we were talking about the Derek Jackson situation, uh, which has been so hilarious in how it's all turned out. Like, it's just absolutely crazy. Like, I, I never was a Derek Jackson fan, but I was also never one of the types of dudes that super hated him uh, mainly because I really never paid much attention to his videos for the most part but it, it's insane to me that this dude literally made a career or was making trying to make money or hustling by selling himself as this ultimate uh, relationship advice dude or telling women how they can find the right black man and leave cheaters alone all the while all the while he was doing the dirt himself and so we we, we talk about that and it, it and the fact that he did an apology video with his wife but then he did a video <laughs> reacting to the apology video which is why i had to put that third person elmo stuff in there because in the opening uh because yeah dude if you're talking about yourself in third person you got all kinds of issues uh anyway uh I will be back, uh, so it's it's going to be Cowboys talk, and then I'm going to break up the Cowboys talk, actually, with the Derrick Jackson response, and then I also, I spoke to them about some other hot topics, but uh, I'm probably going to include that, actually, in another episode later on, so this is the Zero to 100 Podcast.
This is Zero to 100 Podcast, and I am joined by my brother and fellow Cowboys fan, Corey. What's up, Corey? Hey, what's up? So I hadn't, uh, I wanted to do an episode because I wanted to talk about uh, Dak's contract and what was your thoughts on when he finally got his deal. Uh, so it, it's uh, four years. They had two voidable years on it so they could stretch out his signing bonus. But uh, it's, it was 160 guaranteed. Um, or, no, I'm sorry. It was 160 was the contract. 126 of it was guaranteed. And the way the, the bonuses worked, and uh, he had no trade clause. And also, they couldn't franchise tag him again. So they actually had to franchise tag him this year. So they couldn't use it anymore. And this first year alone, He's gonna get seventy five million dollars, and it's I mean it's it's so weird because I don't even understand how it works because even though he's yeah. getting, he's getting seventy five this year, but his cap hit is only like twenty two because yeah just, I don't I don't understand like the cap implications and avoidable years yeah um I mean there was some article I need to go back and read that was explaining avoidable years and why that seems to be like a, a lot of contracts now yeah. um, are having that. So, but yeah, it's crazy. But I know pretty much he's, he's, uh, he's the second highest paid behind Pat Mahomes. And so I just want to start there. Like, what was your thoughts? Were you happy they did the deal? Were you mad that it took so long? I mean, yeah, it's like, I'm, I'm glad that they got the deal done. Um, I don't know how much uh, if they had like, gotten it done last year, how much it would have saved them. Because um, it seems like, you know, he basically got what he wanted. They wanted five years. Dak wanted four. And so then yeah. you end up settling on four. And it, and it's, it seems like this could have and should have been done around the same time that uh, Carson Wentz and Jared Goff got their yeah. deals done. Because you probably just had to go a little bit more in the guaranteed money and you probably could have had them, you know, for like 35 a year. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. It's, it's, I'm just glad that, that he's going to be the quarterback. Um, you know, I don't know how much it affects their ability to sign other uh, free agents, but, you know, to be honest, they haven't had much success uh, signing free agents. And I don't know if it's because, like, they're always bargain bin shopping and they never mm-hmm. go for, like, you know, somebody at the top of the, uh, the board as far as free agency. Um but yeah, I'm, I'm glad they got Dak, and, and it's like, you know, the offense. In my opinion, the offense is set. You know, you could maybe get a couple more linemen, uh, or just to have depth. But um, I think the offense is set, and you just need to focus on defense in this draft. Yeah, that that's my thoughts. Um, let me ask you this: Do you feel like, because uh, one of the things that was coming out, I, I saw a lot of people were saying. Well, now that he's getting paid as one of the top quarterbacks, he has to perform as a top quarterback. Do you think he can uh, perform to the level of his contract, or do you feel like he already earned that money? So it's like he uh, – it's not much he has to do. Like, you think he'll be successful, or do you think he'll shrink under the pressure? I, I think I'm like he's, – he's quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. Like um, – getting more money, I don't think adds that much more pressure. And particularly, like, if, if you got two voidable years, like, you know, God forbid if for some reason he just, you know, couldn't handle it or, or, or couldn't perform up to that level, then they can get out of it. But, um, you know, they, like, the, the the funny thing is, like, Bomani Jones always just talks about how black quarterbacks get treated differently than white quarterbacks. Like, he was saying, you know, Matthew Stafford you know, was the highest paid quarterback and got all this money and stuff. And nobody was talking about whether he was overpaid or uh, the fact that he had this big contract and, and whether it impacted uh, Detroit's ability to, to, you know, get things done and all that. And it's just like, you know, nobody talks about these white quarterbacks performing up to whatever, like Dan Orlovsky, I, I, like it, it kills me that he I feel will, like Dan let go of the Carson Wentz, like, oh, he's special, this, that, and the third, no matter what he do. And, and, but he's sitting up here saying you can't pay Dak uh, great quarterback money. Like, yeah. um, 
I think Dan Orlovsky is a troll though. I, I I think he says it just to get like like uh very similar to me to how like Skip Bayless has an irrational hatred of LeBron and he says it mm-hmm. like and people be like, oh, he hates LeBron, so they cover him. I feel like Dan Orlovsky has tied himself to hating on Dak Prescott, and I'm just gonna say stuff to against him. So now everybody's gonna be all up in arms over what I say. Yeah, because my my thing, I'm like, if if you're not gonna talk about Carson Wentz being overpaid and and, and all of that, like, uh, you starting to lose some credibility. I know you was a quarterback in the NFL and and all of this type of stuff, but if, if you want to talk about uh, uh, good quarterbacks getting great quarterback money, like uh, Carson Wentz ain't even been a good quarterback. Like Dude. he didn't, he ain't win that Super Bowl for them. That's like, what I'm they, but they paid him off of potential or whatever. Like it was the NBA. Yeah. And I mean that's the thing that killed me. Like to me, the, the Carson Wentz Dak Prescott debate is dead. Like that's that's over with. I don't even want to hear that nonsense. Because one, I already gave Dak the edge because he like uh, before last year, he typically because he stayed healthier than him. And mm-hmm. I just thought, even from his numbers standpoint, like Carson Wentz had that one good year. And then like, but they want to give him credit for the Super Bowl. I'm like, he didn't win that Super Bowl. Yeah, he, he, he didn't do it. And then when he came back. He couldn't even get them back close to what they was. So, I'll, yeah, I'll and then the, like when they went to the playoffs and won a game the next year, he didn't do that. That was exactly, exactly. Like I was, yeah. In fact, he didn't. He doesn't even have a playoff win yeah. on his ledger. So, <laughs> like, um, so we, we were talking about um, uh, free agency and, and especially how the Cowboys all they seem to do. Is a bargain bin shot? Oh, you know, I'm yeah. sorry. Before I jump in that, you you made a, a really good point in regards to the bad Stafford thing. That that's the other reason why I didn't have that much of a. I was I was mad that the Cowboys could have saved money, but you know, people that was all like, because I remember I had this debate before when I was telling people that the Cowboys should have signed Dak Prescott before Pat Mahomes and before Deshaun Watson's deal. Mm-hmm. And they was like, oh, well, it doesn't matter because he's not on their level. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like. Yeah. The the market is set based off of what your when your deal is up exactly like it's yeah. never like you never get paid like I'm pretty certain when Josh Allen has his deal done it's gonna be higher than mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's when uh, Lamar Jackson has his deal it's gonna be higher than Dak Prescott so it, it's all about timing and when your deal is up so that's why yeah, I never I, heard that much. yeah it's like at one time Matt Ryan was the highest paid quarterback like. Nobody was ever going to say that Matt Ryan, even when he won the MVP, nobody thought he was the best quarterback in the league. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So I, I, I saw, I was like, I ain't really get too bent out of shape on all that stuff. Yeah. And and especially like when you see now that the TV deal then came out and the money that these guys, that the NFL is getting, the cap is going up. So mm-hmm. his deal isn't going to look that bad. And that's the other yeah. reason why I was like, why are y'all hesitating on it? But, uh, Talking about Cowboys free agency, you said it. They they bargain bin shop. I was hoping going into this free agency, the fact that their defense was without question the worst defense in the league mm-hmm. and the worst defense in the history of the Cowboys. I almost was like, for most of the time, I kept saying, I, I swear this is the worst defense I've ever seen. Um, mm-hmm. But factually, it was the worst Cowboys defense ever I thought that they would not be like do like what the Patriots were doing where they were spending tons of money but I did think the way they structured Dak's deal the way they restructured some other people that they was that meant okay they're gonna spend some money on defense to try to fix the defense so first day comes and go and you see all these people getting signed and Cowboys just not doing nothing they did just sign over this weekend. They signed um, safety Keanu Neal from uh, the Falcons, and I. So from what I, my understanding is, is they they gonna play him as a strong safety slash linebacker role, mm-hmm. and I know that they're supposed to be meeting with. Um, uh, gosh, I can't remember the guy's first name, but his last name is KZ, the free safety from Atlanta. And they also meeting with uh, Malik Hooker, 
who was a mm-hmm. high draft pick by the Colts, but he both actually KZ and Hooker had season in the injuries. Do you feel like does that excite you, or do you feel like the Cowboys are, are finally doing something to address the defense? I mean, it it it, it kind of feels like last year, like you know, they brought in Everson Griffin and uh uh Gerald McCoy and Don Terry Poe and you know Worley where it's just like you know these dudes aren't you know like top of the line they might have been good at some point but you know they're coming off injuries um it, it, I, I would say like you know they they can't be any worse than what Dallas had last year you know mm-hmm. um and and I saw I think the Neil deal was just a one-year deal yeah five um, million so it's like you know I've I'm not excited about it, but I'm glad they're at least, uh, you know, bringing in new people. Because the other thing uh, is, is, like, they they probably need, like, a culture change yeah. on that defense, too. And so, you know, Neil, I, I think, was, you know, a captain in, in um, Atlanta. Or at least he, he seemed to be, like, you know, one of the team leaders. And so, you know, even if, if, if it's, like, addition by subtraction of, you know, bad culture, um Cause yeah, it's like it, it, I wouldn't have brought it, it. The only person I might have brought back from the defense whose deal was up or whatever would have been like Alden Smith mm-hmm. or uh, you know uh, Wilson. I guess wasn't terrible, but it's, it's just like you know, it, it, yeah, like getting getting new people in that locker room. I think could probably make a big difference too. And then like because they played um, in Atlanta under Dan Quinn. Um, you know, maybe they they can help the other ones pick up the defense. Um, but yeah, it's it's I'm, I'm not excited. But you know, mm-hmm. I, I guess I'm more looking forward to the draft and hoping that they really focus on bringing in defensive players on the draft in the draft. Yeah. So from my understanding, I, I well, they do still have Donovan Wilson, but I think they want him to be more as a depth safety as a mm-hmm. as opposed to a starter. I don't know. I mean I guess he'll probably he could compete with some of the other safeties that they bring in because I do know that they're talking about signing either KZ or Hooker. Um if not I think well I can't remember if they say no yeah I don't think it's gonna be both. Um I, I think it is one or the other. Um I'm caught my fingers crossed is on on uh Hooker even though KZ once I looked into him he, he actually is pretty promising as well. Um, I'm trying not to feel like, you know, I was looking at some of the other signings they did over the past week. Like, you know, just dudes you never even heard of. You have to try to figure out who these dudes mm-hmm. are. Like, they got Terrell Basham from the um, Jets, who was like an outside linebacker. I think his career total of sacks is like, five and a half or something. I think he'd been in the league for a couple of years. So, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, w- I hope they bring Alden Smith back. I, I would prefer if they would re-sign Alden Smith, but, you know, who knows. And then, now they did sign a defensive tackle from the Bears, some dude named Urban. Again, that's somebody I never even heard of. But apparently Pro Football Focus had him uh, rated as the third best um, run uh, run defense, defensive tackle. So, and they they need to get better there. I guess the yeah. interesting thing to me with um, with the signing of Keanu Neal, and they talk about playing him in that safety slash linebacker role. Is apparently Jalen Smith might not get as much playing time as he has been. But my thought on that is, well, then why did you keep him? Because they didn't cut him. It, Today, if they had cut him today, they could have saved themselves seven million dollars. But now he got seven million dollars paid to him guaranteed because they didn't cut him today. Hmm. Um, I, uh, what was I, gonna say? I was gonna say maybe they was thinking about trading them, but then again, I'm like, who would want them? Exactly. It's <laughs> like who would want? That's the first part of my uh, Cowboys talk with uh, Corey. Uh, so up next, I have uh, my good friend Christina, uh, my sister Kenya, and her fiance Steph, and we were we got into the whole uh, Derek Jackson situation, and then after that, we'll get back into the Cowboys talk. You're listening to the Zero to One Hundred podcast.
It's the Zero Hundred Podcast, and I have several guests with me today. I have my sister Kenya. What's up? Hello. Hi, Billy. I have her boyfriend Steph. What's up, Steph? Hey, how are you? And oh, and I have my good friend Christina. What's up, Chris? Hey, hey, hey! What's going on? Okay, so I figured uh, we will touch on a few of the hot topics that have been in the social media and in the news. Uh, so just a few things, because Chris had been hitting me up like, are we going to talk about this? And I was like, <laughs> I was like sure. Uh, so let's get started with the main one, especially this week. The big thing has been the Derek uh, Jackson story, which... Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest, I wasn't very familiar with him. Like I'm on Facebook, so I would that's the only time I would see his posts. I never really paid him that much attention because I really didn't care half the time of what he was talking about. But he always came off to me like very uh like uh not holier than thou, but very judgmental. No, you're right. You were right the first time. Yeah, I, I will put it that way. And so what came out was uh, there was a woman who he had had an affair with. They came out and exposed that she had an affair with this dude. And what makes it so bad is that this man has been pretty much making his entire career. See, like, I didn't even know this dude. Like, I, I saw him do the viral videos, but I never knew he was actually writing books and speaking circuits and, and you know, making money off of it. But... The thing that I find so crazy that you're making all this money and trying to sell yourself as this upright standing honorable man and down with all these cheating men and this and that, but you're the one that's doing it. So he got exposed mm -hmm. and then he came out with a video apologizing, but it was him and his wife was sitting right next to him. And we'll talk about that video because <laughs> I have some thoughts on that. But to make it even crazier is that he did, uh, like, he's known for doing reaction videos, like he reacts to something. So this nutcase decided to do a reaction video to his own video, which is just, it's utterly insane to me. But let's go around the horn, and I want to see what your guys' thoughts on the whole story. Chris, you the one that brought it to my attention. So what what were your thoughts when you found out that this dude was uh, exposed? I got a lot of thoughts. How much time do I have? Just, just a little, try, you should let me or Steph go first because we're not going to talk that long. Okay, well, all right. We'll there you go. We'll come there back. go. All yeah. right, Steph, go ahead. What was your thoughts? You know what? Let me go before Steph because I don't okay. even know who he is. Steph just brought it to my attention this morning and my thoughts were, he knew what to say because he was doing it. That's all I got. <laughs> he, he definitely, um, so I've been, I've been checking him out every now and then. I've run across him on uh, YouTube or whatever. And I felt that this guy really knows a lot about what's going on as far as the relationships and stuff. But he was always downing uh, the male perspective, the male part. And I was like, he's really he's really hitting these guys in the head really hard so so it's been about five years off and on i checked on him. so when i heard that this happened i was not surprised mm -hmm. and it was like oh okay yeah this is this is why he's writing all these books and getting all this money and stuff because he's doing it and it was just like it wasn't a shock to me but it was like you know what goes around comes around type thing i, mm -hmm. I that's the way i felt about it um but it was so it was so messed up that he was making money off of women like that because women were really feeding into him. I'm not saying just women, but it was a lot more women than men oh. really paying him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so let, let me ask you this before I jump to you, Chris. Steph, like you were saying from from your perspective, he was yeah. really like bashing the dude. Like I I haven't paid that much attention to him. I know yeah. that's what a lot of my male friends felt like they didn't like him because of how he was coming at the at men. Right. I really paid that much attention to him, so I was kind of like, eh, I don't really care like what this dude got to say because right, it's not part of me. So how how would you say, like give me an example 
of what like some of the things that he would say in terms of men that was cheaters. He he would be more so saying stuff like, um, you know, woman, this is what you need to look for. This is how they are. Um, you need to find a good man. Basically, you you need to let this loser go and find somebody else that's going to treat you right. Mm-hmm. So he would say stuff like that, innuendos like that, and mm-hmm. then he would sometimes come straight out and say it. Um, but that's how he would come across, and it okay. was always it was always man bashing, man bashing. Yeah, bashing. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, that's it. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. All right, Chris, the floor is yours. <laughs> I just, I, when, when I saw that it, he had an affair, I just was, I was laughing. I generally thought it was kind of funny because it was just one of those, you go and you bash all these men left and right, ruthlessly, because the way he bashes in the videos, it's just not like, Oh, he's just a loser. You need to leave him. No, he kind of goes in. And yeah, so I just I, I just found I just found it funny that he's bashing all these men when he is doing the exact same thing to his wife. You know, right. so I just think I think it's just I think it was hilarious in that aspect. And it wasn't surprising. Um, what was surprising is all the things that he did like after, like reacting to his own video. Hello, right. you're clearly not right in the head. If you think that was a good look, what wasn't surprising and what was heartbreaking was we're all making jokes and we're all, you know, kind of clowning him and rightfully so. But I also right. feel like in clowning him, you're, you're kind of in a way kind of clowning his wife and she's like, she's the victim in this situation. And so I took a look at her IG page and it's just sad. This is a woman who has a lot of inner issues. She's got some mental health issues. She's got a lot of, a ton of insecurities, a ton of confidence issues. And he's just been gaslighting her because he's basically been cheating on her from what people are saying, from all the the comments and all the stuff that's coming out. He's been cheating on her since like day one, A1. You know what Mm, I mean? And so, and and then subsequently, like he's never basically been um, faithful to her. So as a woman, I know she must have had that intuition because all women we we all have the intuition and i think even men have that intuition when your partner is cheating on you but it sucks because i'm sure he has been gaslighting her for years and you can't gaslight someone for so long and think that they're not going to have some type of mental issue about it and so um you know i i feel bad for her in that aspect but i think he's just sad and pathetic i think it says a lot about our culture like you know you can just put some videos out there and it resonates with certain certain people and suddenly you're an expert what qualifies you as an expert you know the fact that we didn't even know he had a wife until recently i think is also suspicious you know i mean i I, the reality is i think people do in a way put these relationship experts like on this pedestal like they can never make um and they, they, they can never make an error. A lot of the times we put them there and a lot of times they put themselves there, right? So I think it's a combo with Derek. We put, people put him, well, not we, because I didn't listen to him like that. He would annoy me. But people put him on a pedestal, but he also, t- what he was telling people people that made people put him on a pedestal and so i think people need to just not do that anymore stop putting these people on a pedestal like they're perfect like they're never going to make a mistake because their chances are they're going to make a mistake yeah. you know they're, they're not they're not perfect we do this with pastors all the time yes and we yes, think yes, that yes. They're the ultimate. and that's why i always look at my pastor as he's a human I'm not, so I know that he's going to make a mistake, but I agree with you. I wonder why a lot of times the women stay with these men. And is it because they have low self-esteem? I look at it with Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. And now this man that I don't even know. And he was just sitting there in a bonnet looking stupid. Yeah. All right. Let let me get to that. I want to talk. So did you, you guys saw the original, I guess, apology video where he yeah. was sitting there mm-hmm. with his wife. Yeah. Looking like a whole hostage. Looking like yeah. a hostage. That's a good, a good so, so yeah, <laughs> do you guys think that she wanted to be a part of the video? And he was just like, or he just kind of said, look, be a part of this video. And, and um, 
that way we can because this is affecting our money. <laughs> there you go. I, I, there you go. I, I can't see her willingly wanting to be in the forefront of something incredibly humiliating, mm-hmm. incredibly private, incredibly, you know, um, awful. I can't see her willingly wanting to do that. I think he was trying to do that to save face. Like, hey guys, I know I messed up. My wife knows I messed up, but we're mm-hmm. good now. See, see, mm-hmm. tell them, tell them, tell them we are okay. You know, that's literally and what it felt like. Like, yes, do anything with her hair. Well, <laughs> see, my, my, I did the same thing, Kenya, and Will was like, "Are you being mean?" <laughs> I'm not go- being mean. Like, I, I was gonna I say because that's the only part of it where I feel bad for her, from a standpoint of it's you know, I, I feel like the best way to describe it. Like, I I don't like Charlemagne the God that much, but when he did his reaction to it, he was saying how <laughs> the dude Derek was acting like. Uh, Wesley Snipes from New Jack City, where he was using the little kid as a bulletproof as a shield. Yes, like absolutely. That's how yes, he was I remember that. His wife, and I was like, as a black man, bro, you should know. Like, my wife will get mad at me if I post a picture that's not authorized by her. <laughs> like, I have to. I know that's right. I have to clear it with her friend. Like, is it okay to post this? Because of how she look. And so for you to be like, yes, you can come on here. With, don't fix anything up. Just wear that bonnet. You know how people are. That's even like, you know, the yeah. cheating is bad enough, but now you done put her up here and that's even worse. Now cats making fun of her. She ain't asked for all that. It's just, uh, uh, but that's know. But that just says a lot about her that he can manipulate her in such a way to put her out on front street like that. Now, mind you, let's be honest. There was always going to be some comment about how she looks. But in in this particular look, she did not look good at all. And again, he's just a master manipulator. And I think everyone is starting to see that now. And him talking in the third person is just... That's it's just, the, yeah. it's just that the narcissist in him trying to separate himself from his dirty deeds. But dude, we see you, and, that, <laughs> like, that's and it wasn't to... just like one girl; it was like two girls that came out. Those are the ones that came out. I'm sure there was more out there. Oh, I'm pretty yeah. certain there are. I'm pretty certain there's more. Is uh, <laughs> go ahead, Steph. Yeah, like like she was saying, I was I was ready to say. I've been trying to say it. You see, he's a definitely a master manipulator. Mm-hmm. And he's a con artist too. Yeah. And I think I think he he seen he seen that he can make money off of this, mm-hmm. and he jumped right all in. He jumped right. in there one hundred percent. He's a little educated. He has some 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 smartness with him, I think. But I think he used that for his advantage. And this was all make. Hey, maybe she had something to do with it too. Maybe the wife knew. I don't know. She didn't know. She didn't know. Nah. Take a look at her IG page. That tells you exactly how she didn't know. How did, what's her What's her name? Because I can look at her. Denial. Yeah. She was Denia. in denial. Yes. <laughs> denial was in denial. Absolutely. So, so, uh-huh. so, so how much money was he sending overseas? Was he sending money overseas too? Listen. I don't know. I don't that. know. Oh, okay. I wouldn't be surprised. I, I mean, so does it really matter? What? He was putting money in an in a offshore account. Oh. I mean, so. he, he had a whole separate residence from her, like a bachelor pad. Wow. Yeah, it, see, see, something's wrong with her. See, she was a, she was something's wrong with her. But that's and what she I'm saying. Because of her self-esteem. Because and that's what I'm saying. Her self-esteem. I don't exactly. Feel like Kenya. I have the best self-esteem, but I'm not going to let you dog me out like that. Yeah. I just exactly. Exactly. And that's why I think I kept telling Will, I was just like, you know, she, this is something they've been together since it looks like since they were like in high school. And I look, they look like they've been like um, high school sweethearts because it's like 12, 14 years. So I'm going to go on a limb here and say something tells me she didn't have like a lot of dating experience. So here comes this guy who she thinks is just going to be the knight in shining armor. And he just repeatedly beats her down in, in ways that you know, makes her be what she is now, which is kind of a shell of a person. And it's just really sad. I'll and it's sad this. because like, she doesn't deserve that. 
like you know, can you answer like you don't understand like how women stay with people or um, like Hillary Clinton and stuff like this? I mean, the I, I'll say this: the reality is, some people genuinely love each other regardless of people that make mistakes. Like I'm, I mean, so it's I'm not saying that every time a person cheats, you need to automatically, but oh, I'm not messing with that person anymore. I will say for somebody to like this dude to be such a fraud and that's what it really comes down to like the thing that dropped that made me laugh about the whole situation is you sold yourself as this and then you was profiting off of it and like Steph said dude was a con artist but my thing is is like you had to know you had to know that this was gonna come out like you had to know this you had to know, like, you know, this is something my dad always said to me, if you want to get biblical on it, like, what's done in darkness will come to the light. Like, it always does. There's not a chance that you could do something <clears throat> and it's not going to get exposed. It always happens. And that's why I just find it kind of hilarious. And then the funny thing that shows how crazy this dude was, is like, you had touched on it. So he did the video with the um, apology with his wife there. And it's, I guess somebody comments, oh, you gonna react to this? Cause that's his main thing. Like I react to stuff. And then this nutcase posted that video as he typically does yeah. and then reacted to that. And it was like, I guess somebody got to his ear and said, yo, this is not a good look, bro. Take that thing down. Yeah. And it's like, what are you doing? Like you ain't got nobody in your corner. Like that's not <laughs> just, it's hilarious to me, but the other thing that you said earlier, Chris, that I totally agree with is that people need to stop putting these people on pedestals and acting like they are experts on stuff. Like, it I, it drives me crazy, the things that go viral, the things that all of a sudden gain notoriety and attention and stuff like that. And it's just, it's almost like, in the, in the same way, like you guys are saying, or, or Chris, you were saying like how women, or Steph, you was talking about how women was really buying into what he's saying. I guess I always kind of look at that sideways. Like, why would you like automatically take what this dude's saying? Just, okay, granted, he's bashing these cheating men. So yeah, down that cheating man, this and that. Okay, but you still gotta be like, well, why do you know so much? It's like the same thing that drives me crazy. Like I remember when, when Steve Harvey, before he really blew up, blew up, mm -hmm. he started blowing up because he was on Oprah giving relationship advice and talking about this and pretty much exposing. Meanwhile. Uh, exactly. <laughs> exposing a lot of dirt and because it was stuff that he had done. And I'm just sitting there like, why are y'all taking this dude's word? It's got and so it's it's the same thing. So you can no still take his word as gospel because he knows because he did it. Exactly. Yeah. That's why it's like nobody should be shocked. That but there's like there's I don't go ahead. I don't mean to cut you up. But there's something else after this though. I think he's a good chess player. You know why? Because he's going to make more money now than he was making. I don't know. He's going to make more money now. They're going to want to. They're going to want to interview this fool. They're gonna want to see. They want to put him on shows. They want to talk to him. Who is going? I, to I don't think him? he's. Like, he, I, I don't think he's. He I'm telling you, they're gonna want to talk to this fool. He's gonna. I don't him. think so because he's you not know? on a major public. He's not yeah. like in a major um, publishing house at all. So I think right. he's just one of those like small little publishing house. So I, I can't yeah. really see it going too big. Um, but to answer to your point as to like how people get caught, there's always gonna be material out yeah. on the internet that's going to suit yeah. your narrative so yeah. for that woman who's been hurt and been treated like crap from guys the, he, Derek Jackson's going to speak to those women because that's the narrative that men are yeah. men are dogs and men are trash and da 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 da, -da. I mean, it's no different from politics, you know, yeah. whatever narrative you believe in is what you're going to find, is what you're going to get attracted to. It's, you know, yeah. I, so that actually speaks to what Steph just said. There's going to mm -hmm. be somebody out there that's still going to buy into his shenanigans. Yeah, and if he's absolutely. playing the chess game, if he's playing the chess <clears throat> game right, he's going to be like, I know because I did it. And that's what he's going to start selling. It's sell. crazy. It's just absolutely yeah. crazy to me. But I'm pretty certain there's more that's going to come for that. So that's going to do it for the conversation about the Derrick Jackson situation. I will say, I think uh, I agree somewhat with Steph that this 
dude is definitely a con artist and he's going to try to parlay this in some way because I feel like this has brought even more attention to him than ordinarily because uh, even in fact to where like major news organizations had covered it because over the weekend uh, Tiffany Cross who hosts a show called Cross Connection on MSNBC even did a segment on her show about it and uh, now granted she's black so maybe that's why it, it struck her because it's so huge in the black you know uh, black twitter sphere or, or, or black twitter or black community so maybe that's why but i just i don't know this dude is such a con artist i could easily see him trying to do that and i still can't get over the insanity of you speaking about yourself in third person is so ridiculous but yeah i'm pretty certain because of the attention he's getting, I think he will try to parlay it in some way. And, I mean, who knows? This dude will probably show up on The Masked Singer or something because that show's so freaking stupid and terrible and they're so starved for celebrity. They'll probably throw him on there. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, wrapping up the show uh, is me and my brother Corey's uh, Cowboys conversation uh, that we had about what we hope they were doing in free agency and, and some of the moves that they did do and some of the people they have let go. And then I'll be back to wrap it up. This is the Zero to 100 podcast. Right. Do, do you have any thoughts on the fact that they let Cheeto go? Like, speaking of not keeping people, like, Cheeto got signed by the Bengals? Yeah, I mean, it, it's like he – I think early in his career he looked promising, but mm-hmm. uh, the past couple years he was just basically getting beat. So I'm just like – you know, I'd rather you take a rookie take a rookie cornerback in the first round to mm-hmm. play opposite of Trevon Diggs, and I think that would be better than Cheeto. Or, you know, maybe Jordan Lewis with more playing time would, would uh, get back to, like, his rookie year. Uh, when I felt like, you know, maybe his rookie or second year where he was, um, you know, playing much better. But, mm-hmm. Um, no, nah, I'm you know, the more I think about it, I'm like anybody off of last year's defense other than Alden Smith, um, like if they want to leave, you know, good riddance because they they, yeah. didn't, they didn't, you know, bring anything or add anything. Um, I was I, I was kind of surprised that they re signed Jordan Lewis. Mm-hmm. Um, I was you know, because I wasn't that shocked. I mean, it didn't break me up that Cheeto. Walked, but yeah. once I saw what he got from the Bengals, I was like, "Yeah, no way, I would pay him uh, like twenty. I think he got like twenty-four million guaranteed, um, and it was like a four-year deal. I think he got. So I was like, "Yeah, that that wouldn't. I'm not that broken up about that. Because yeah, I'm with you. There was nobody on that defense other than Alden Smith that I that was up for contract that I would would have brought back. Like, mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, I just was like, I'm good. Um, I do think that, um, yeah, I'm pretty certain that Xavier Woods is going. I have zero problems with that. That yeah. was somebody else that I thought had promise, but after his comments last year of admitting, talking about, oh, you can't expect this to go 100% mm-hmm. the whole time, I'm like, yeah, I know you physically can't, but darn it, don't admit that, and you need to at yeah. least try. Like, so you telling me you slacking off? Like, nah, just. So he's a prime, uh, like, bad culture dude that I'm like, yeah. get him out of there. Yeah, just don't hear that. Uh, are there any uh, other free agents that's out there now that you would hope the Cowboys would go after? Like, uh, the Bengals released defensive tackle Geno Atkins. I think he's, he's, I can't remember if he's coming off an injury or not, but. It's funny because it's like there's not really anybody that excites me. I feel like, you know, any of the promising pass rushers is like they're already going. Um, I wouldn't mind Richard Sherman just because I like his attitude. Like Mm -hmm. he – I don't know uh, how much money he's asking for or whatever, but he's not – I don't think he like he's – he's, you know, getting older and stuff, and so you got to worry about injuries. So if they could get him – you know, on some kind of team-friendly deal or where they didn't have to pay crazy money, I, I wouldn't mind him being there, um, particularly because uh, he – I think he was uh, – I'm pretty sure he was in Seattle, like, with, with Dan Quinn, when Dan Quinn was the defensive coordinator in Seattle. And so, like, I, I, I like Richard Sherman's attitude. Like, you know, on the field, he's 
at least, you know, last year he was mostly injured, but I think the year before he had a pretty good season. So even if, like, he's losing the step, he could be more like a coach on the field with the defense. And so um, somebody like him, uh, Davian Clowney, I, I don't know if he signed yet, but. Yeah, I think he's still out there. I'm, yeah. Clowney is one that I'm I, I'm wondering. I was, I was, the name intrigues me, but I'm like, man, how much does he the production, really have left? Yeah. It, so, yeah, I mean, it, it, it would be like, like those two are, the, I guess, the only names out there that I, that I can think about. And, and But I wouldn't want to give them big money. Like mm-hmm. it, it would have to be on some, you know, either short deals or, or lower money. Um, but, yeah, that's that's about it. I think all the other good free agents are going, um, or at least on the defensive side. Mm-hmm. So real, real quick, uh, just to touch on the draft, and I'll, I'll definitely have you back once it gets closer to the draft to see what you would like to see the Cowboys do. But uh, at pick number 10, is there – like, do you definitely want them to go – defense or like uh I know there's been some speculation because there might be a really good offensive tackle there uh I, one of the things that I also been hearing I'm praying they they can't do it the only thing that would really make me mad is if they draft that tight end from Florida yeah. Kyle Pitts yeah. so yeah. <laughs> I was like that's the only thing that would make me mad but is there a player there that you would hope they would take it in or I, I would I would hope that they, that Patrick Sertain is there, but if they ended up with a tackle, it wouldn't be the worst thing if they could um, – if, if it's a tackle that could also maybe uh, flip inside the guard. like mm-hmm. um, Because, yeah, I mean, we saw with the injuries to Collins and Tyron Smith just how bad the offensive line was. And so it, it, I wouldn't want to necessarily waste – or I wouldn't want to use a first-round pick want to tackle who wouldn't be starting day one. But, um, you know, like it, it, as the Super Bowl showed you, you can have all the talent in the world. Mm-hmm. If you don't have somebody to block, then, you know, it, yeah. it ruin your day. And so, um, yeah, I, I want them to get certain or, or another uh, defensive playmaker, uh, you know, maybe a pass rusher. That, that would be my number one priorities, uh, cornerback or pass rusher. But, if they got somebody, you know, who could play day one on the offensive line, then, you know, so either like, uh, it's like, I, I don't think they need a center, but, you know, maybe another guard to play uh, uh, opposite of Zach Martin. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like definitely they got to go defensive playmaker. Uh, and if not that, then I, I would take offensive line help. But like, you know, you got enough pass catchers, uh, uh, you know, I know Jar- Jarwin is coming back or whatever. Even if he loses a little bit, Dalton Schultz wasn't terrible as tight mm-hmm. end. And so, you know, you don't need – I don't care if it's like, you know, Rob Gronkowski 2.0. You got enough receivers and yeah. offensive playmakers. Like, yep, that's the defense is horrible. And then the uh, last thing, because they need so much help on defense, do you feel like it's worth – like if somebody wants to get a quarterback – and they want to trade up to 10, are you – what are your thoughts on, on the Cowboys trading back and getting more picks? I think they, they should definitely do it. Like, uh, especially if, uh, you know, if they're if a, the player that they want isn't there at 10, um, mm-hmm. then, yeah, like – or even if he is there, like, I would rather have – you know, two two first round picks and, and get two players on defense. Then, mm-hmm. you know, or even like a you know a a, a later first and an earlier second. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but because yeah, they they need so much help on that defensive side that like two first round picks will be worth more than mm-hmm. um, one. You know, I, I got to look more into the draft, like um, just to see like whether there's some you know crazy defensive playmaker that, you know, could change the whole defense by themselves. But, yeah, um, yeah I, I think more picks because they got so many holes would be better. I, I'd be happy if – I mean, if they stay at 10 and they take either uh, – I, I I think – at first I, I was going back and forth between Caleb Farley from Clemson and Patrick Sertan from Alabama. I kept going back and forth. But now I feel like the more I – because I listen to this podcast called The Draft Show, and they be talking about all these players and stuff. And the more I hear about it, 
I'm more I'd be very happy if they got Sertan at 10. Like mm-hmm. you know, at first I was like, oh, I want them to get uh Michael Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State. But then I was like, nah, you know what? Because it was funny because one one guy said he could be like he's like he sort of reminds you of like talent wise of Jalen Smith before he got hurt. And then I was like, oh no, I don't I don't want <laughs> And and that was like what the one guy in the host was saying, oh, you just poisoned the well for every Cowboys fan the second you said Jalen Smith. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, nope, I don't want to. (laughs) But I I don't know what happened to Jalen Smith because that that one year. Yes. I guess it was Van Der Esch's rookie year. With with the two of them, he was just like, oh, this defense is set. Like, you know, we got these two. Stud young linebackers, like they only gonna get better. Yep. I I, I don't know what happened. Yeah, Jalen has gotten progressively worse because yeah, it was like after he got paid, that season after he got paid was horrible. Yeah, I didn't think he he was terrible, and then last year was even worse. Like it was just, and and I guess it's like it's his attitude on the field too, where he's like, he's a show showy type of player, mm-hmm. but you'd be like. But you're not doing nothing. Like you, like you jumping there celebrating and being showy when you're getting your butt kicked. Yes, like it's like like the in that Giants game at the end of the season. Like he stopped the guy, the running back for a yard, jumped up, was going crazy. I'm like, he still got the first down. He only needed a yard, yo. Like you gave up the yard. Yeah, and it's like then he does like a pass interference. And then he celebrates like he did something great. And I'm like, dog, you got past the fans as clear as day. But so yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't be upset if they like the, the players. I wouldn't be upset if they traded back to get like the defensive tackle from Alabama, uh, Christian Barmore. I would be happy if they could get him. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, there's there is another linebacker from Notre Dame, uh, Cora Moa. Moa. Is his name? Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't like. I know other people say, "Oh, linebacker from Notre Dame, I don't want to touch him." But yeah, but <laughs> but is the the thing that got me excited about it was that they were saying most people see him kind of as a safety or uh, more like uh, Isaiah Simmons from Clemson mm-hmm. from last year. And I, I yeah. really loved Isaiah Simmons from Clemson, so I was like, "Oh, that's the kind of play because he's just a super athlete." Like you know, he doesn't really have a set position you could say because like, you could play him at linebacker, you could play him at safety, you could play him up against a receiver. Like that's the type of athlete he is. Mm-hmm. So that that kind of excited me. But yeah, we'll we'll see. But I'm definitely gonna have you back before the draft so we can talk about it and hopefully the Cowboys will do some more stuff. But yeah, you know, ho- hopefully the biggest thing is Dan Quinn and he'll fix the way. The defense because it's it's all you can only go up like to me you can't get any worse but yeah and I I, I have um you know I know Atlanta's defense or whatever it, it, they had their problems before he got fired but I like um the Seattle coaching tree or whatever this because I liked Christian Shard when mm-hmm. when he was there and you know the attitude that he brought and stuff and so you know I, I think. Like just that alone, uh, a culture change and stuff should make a big difference with this defense. Yeah. Well, all right, Core, I appreciate right. you. I'll definitely have you back. Uh, and we'll talk more about the Cowboys, and then I want—I'll probably talk to you uh, later this week as well because there's some other uh, pop culture stuff I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, all right. Real quick, did you did you finish Justice League yet? No. Like it's, <laughs> I, I'm uh, to the part where. And it's also like I haven't really tried because I'm just I'm not excited. The only it's like I'm only watching it just to be able to get through it to to talk about it or whatever. Yeah. But like I really have no desire to give four hours of my life to this thing. <laughs> and and it's just like it's, uh, I mean it's funny because like I I'm seeing like you know different people's reactions to it and apparently you know it's for fans wise it's a hit critics. Or it's, I mean, it's doing better critic wise than the first, the original, but it, it's still not like it's super great. But people, I, are, yeah, I don't, 
I don't get it because I'm just like the first, you know, like like I I just watched the the flashback I guess where Wonder Woman was explaining when Dark Side, um, mm-hmm. you know, attacked and how everybody came together, and you know that was cool I guess to see some action and, and stuff like that, but then it, it it's it, it just leads to more questions kind of like yeah. You know, why didn't y'all try to destroy the mother boxes? Um, yeah. Where's Zeus and Ares now? Um, you, you know, it, it, so it, it, I mean, because then again, I, now I think about Ares was in the first Wonder Woman. Yeah. And she killed him or whatever. But like, I don't, I don't know. But it, 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 it was kind of cool, I guess, to see that big battle and stuff. But it, you know. It definitely leaves more questions. In fact, it was, it was some, like, even, when you had that battle part later in the movie, there's like questions you had, like like there's a plot point that comes up because of it, and you're like, "What? That does? I don't I don't get it." But we'll say that for the next time. Let me know when you finish it because I want to yeah. talk about that. But all, all right, right Corey, thanks for joining me as always. I'll talk to you yep. later, man. Peace. That's going to do it for the Zero to 100 podcast. And it's fitting that uh, me and Corey ended on uh, that note talking about Justice League because I can tell you in the next episode, you will get the review of the Walker brothers, um, myself, Corey, and my brother, brother Corey, my brother Ricky. We uh, got on uh, over this weekend and we reviewed Zack Snyder's Justice League with which had a runtime of four hours and two minutes so uh we'll give you the full details of what we thought about that in the next episode which will come out very soon after this episode actually uh it'll be out later this week um I didn't get to play the. Uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't want this episode to run too long, so um, I will uh, include in another episode upcoming the conversation I had with Christina, Kenya, and Steph because we actually got into the uh, this past season of The Bachelor and uh, also the Meghan Markle and uh, Prince Harry saga because Christina was really wrapped up in that when that interview went down with Oprah Winfrey and that's why I called this episode pretty much on the outside looking in because you know none of us are in this situation but you see these people in these crazy situations and we're looking at it from the outside looking in like I mean even football fans in general when you see stuff that your team does like I'm looking at the Cowboys I'm not in that war room. I don't know what they're planning for their draft. I don't know what their plan is for free agency. So I'm on the outside looking in and trying to speculate. But um, it, it just, I'm encouraged with some of the moves the Cowboys have done. I'm mostly encouraged, I guess, with the hiring of Dan Quinn. And hopefully his scheme is a better fit for the players that they have and that their defense would improve. I believe in Dak Prescott. I like that is without question. He is. Definitely my favorite uh, player right now in the league, and he is steadily rising. Like if he wins the Cowboys the Super Bowl, he I, I'm not gonna say he's gonna get up there with my all-time favorite Cowboy player, which is Emmitt Smith, and um, after that is Michael Irvin. Michael Irvin is actually I almost feel like is almost surpassing Emmitt Smith because I see him so much still in media, but it, it's just I just mean I want the Cowboys to finally win something. This year, but we'll see what happens in the draft and we'll see what they do the rest of free agency because there's still a few people that I would like to see them bring back or bring in. Um, so we'll see. Anyway, um, let me know what you think of this episode. Let me know if there's any topics you want me to talk about or address or even if you want to participate because I love having my friends on, those that are my friends that listen. Uh, you can email the show, join the conversation at 0to100pod at gmail.com. That's the number 0-T-O, the number 100-P-O-D at gmail.com. And also make sure you follow me on Twitter at WCWPoet. What were your thoughts on the whole Derek Jackson situation? First of all, that dude is just crazy from the standpoint. How are you going to spell your last name Jackson? J-A-X-N. That don't even make any sense, dude. It's just, uh, it's all over the place. Uh, anyway, uh, I'll try. Whenever these, these crazy things happen in the, the stuff that does go viral or the stories that everybody's talking about, I'll try to get something out there a lot sooner. Um, 
But, you know, sometimes life happens and you just don't get a chance to get to everything that you would like to. Uh, so, but anyway, thank you for supporting the Zero to 100 podcast. Please keep listening. Uh, this is season three. And again, I'm just trying to be more consistent. So I hope you guys have enjoyed it. I enjoy putting it out. Uh, this has been the Zero to 100 podcast. We out.